not easy. I need an assistant. Recording there. Recording there. We're a little darker on Facebook. But we look really good on Instagram. Mm. Sorry, Facebook people. Yeah, tech. How does how does Facebook know that? Wow, that's like facial facial recognition stuff. That's like so ridiculous. That's like an invasion of privacy. Okay. Okay. Well, it's we're live. Again. It's Friday again. Another week gone by. Oh my God. Fast. So you're live with Richie and Barbara. I'm relations shifting, and uh, I can't believe it's been a week already. It's crazy. How was your day? Ah, another good day, yes. What happened? Anything good? Yeah, I shopped today. So you, you instead of getting a paycheck, they gave you a bag of goods? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, I don't I, I'm glad I can't do that because I'd be taking parents home with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I shopped for all the little kids. What, what little kids? Oh, Iga. Oh, in Poland, because we're going to Poland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else? And all the triplets. Mm. Um, yeah. Rishik's kids? Grandkids. Oh, yeah, Rishik's grandkids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Radek's kids. Yeah. Yeah. Grzesiu. okay. Good, 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 good. And whoever else. So, if you're a child and you're in our sphere of love, you're probably going to be getting a gift from TJ Maxx. Right? Yeah. Mm. And just to let you know that we do have triplets in the, um, in the family. And they're the most well-behaved kids ever. Love them. What triplets? Are we having triplets? No, Radek's got triplets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Barbara's uh, family back home. We're going uh, over to Poland for Christmas. We're leaving on out of here uh, 23rd, flying through Iceland, and um, we're going to be in Poland. And she just said something to me off camera so nobody would hear. <laughs> So that we, we can't say that anymore. You'll okay. find out at the end. Okay, yeah, you'll find out at the end. So that's where we're going for for Christmas. We're gonna go see your mom in Poland. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out what kind of cool stuff we're gonna do for for New Year's. I want to go somewhere good like Hungary or or Prague or something, but I don't think we have enough time for that. Okay. Well. I will see. We'll figure it out either way. Well, hi Ziggy. Murphy, Murph's on too. Murph Miller. Yeah. So, so we gonna ask me about my day? No, don't, don't, don't pick him up. He can't come up here. He's not. He's not. He's not on this. I'm picking him up. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't invited. Yeah. That's Jax. We went through this last week. Jax is from Las too. Vegas. I got him last summer, and uh, he's still got an attitude. Oh, I, I think him. he got. I think somebody lost him in a card game, and he's got some attachment attachment issues. So you didn't ask me about my day. I'm asking you now, how was your day? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so, my day was amazing. So, the total number for this week is 67. 67. Wow, that's awesome. So, you didn't even know what that is. 
I just want to say that's awesome. So sixty-seven. I, I sounds love high. your support, honey. So sixty-seven is the number of parents that I've worked with this week, and um, I'd love to share a quick little story about um, my group. The other day of dads in prison. Um, so it's an anger, an anger unit, and. Uh, so they're in there because they have a lot of anger issues and they did stuff that, you know, to break the law. So we're working on, uh, last week we were working on, or this week, we were working on their, their focus, the meaning that they give to events in life, their physiology, their attitude, and how they react to other people that they think are confrontational. So there was this one dad, so we're talking about it because all this stuff builds on helping them become better dads for their children and better partners for their wives, girlfriends, so on and so forth. So this guy was telling me that he's got a he's got tunnel vision and he's gonna run over everybody in his way. And I pushed him so much that he said See, that is not that is not focusing on me. Well, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I should have left him in Vegas because I would get more attention. No. So anyway, this dad, this dad looks at me because I started pressing because I pushed them. I pushed them because they need to be pushed because, you know, they need to get out of their, you know, their bad behaviors and their limiting beliefs that they had about their life in, their, in this world. So I started pushing him. And at the end, he goes, because you're really pushing me, huh? It's like, oh, did it come across that that apparent? He goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, but I love you for it. So it was so cool that we shared that moment together. And uh, so that was that was uh, this week. That was a highlight of my week of my 67. And uh, today, I'll just share you one, one more before we get to the questions out there. Mm -hmm. Who else is out there? Hey, Taylor, how are you? Hi, Colleen, how are you? So, um, so I went to uh, Market Basket. I... I thought I was gonna say I love Market Basket. I hate Market Basket. I hate the thought of food shopping and walking around with a carriage. And today, Fridays between two and four o'clock, don't go, because you know what that is? That is, they have all those uh, those motorized ones with the baskets in front, <laughs> and it was like a serious log jam. I had to get that shit. I had to go get the food. I had to get some stuff because I'm doing a training, uh, a training on Sunday. For some people. So I had to get some stuff for that. And then I had to go to the liquor store. And we know the liquor store is the most important thing to go to on a Friday. Forget about the other stuff. So I'm trying to get through my stuff. And it's like, oh, am I going to go wait in line for uh, for meat for the boys? Roast beef. I was like, no, I'm not going to wait in line. So I got them. They got thin and trim roast beef for this week. So anyway, long story short, I'm in line. I'm checking out. And I have, I bought a box of the ends of roast beef. Because I know the dogs like, you know, the ends. I cut them up in their food. And they really love it. So everybody started asking me, what do you do with the roast beef? They thought I was like some magic chef that made... I thought we weren't doing that today. <laughs> doing that. So the girl behind me says, what do you do with the roast beef ends? And she thought I was going to say, I make this magical dinner up with those, those ends of roast beef that nobody wants. And I, and I go, no, they're for my dogs. They're spoiled. Because half of the order was for the dogs and the other half was for Barbara and I. That's how spoiled they are. <laughs> So the lady scanning the stuff, and uh, so we started talking about dogs. The the uh, woman behind on the register and the the lovely older lady that was bagging for me. So she's bagging, 
my groceries and he started talking about dogs. So I am one of those annoying people that ask a lot of questions because I'm really interested in what people get to say, especially if I think that there's a reason for them to be in my path in life. So I started asking this woman about her dog and she told me the dog's name has, uh, it was four different breeds. It was Boxer, it was uh, a Beagle, and it was um, two other bees. I don't know the two other bees. And he says the name, the dog's name was Bruce. He had two heads? No, he only had one head. The lot of mixes there. <laughs> it, was, it was four. <laughs> so anyway, she's telling me about the dog and what he eats. So I asked, wow, how'd you get the dog? And she goes, well, it was a rescue. And she goes, were your dogs rescued? I was like, yeah, I'm proper. I didn't buy no dog. I did buy, I did buy uh, Toby. Toby. <laughs> but I didn't say that because she was totally. Um, but he was a rescue too. Yeah, he rescued us. Yeah. So, so she started telling me, and then she told me. I said, "Well, how'd you get? How did you come across to get him?" As she was bagging my 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 the junk that I was buying, and uh, she goes, "My daughter. I lost my daughter two years ago." And it's like, wow, you know, time, place, amazing. Yeah. So, so I asked her to, you know, and she started talking about it. And um, I had told her that we lost Richie two, uh, four years ago. And uh, she goes, you know, this is the first time two years that I really could actually talk about it without breaking down and crying and being a mess. Mm. So... Took four years for me, but maybe some people heal faster. It's not easy. No, so she started getting emotional. I started getting emotional, especially when they told me the final price for the junk I was buying. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was like, I got two bags here. I didn't buy any kind of, uh, you know, uh, what do they call that that meat from uh, Texas? The, um, you know, that, that steak from Texas. I forgot what it's called. Whatever, there's a fancy steak from Texas or from, from uh, Australia. Remember it? Yeah, I don't remember. The Whatever, name. it was just a bunch of dog food that I bought. So uh, so I, I thanked her, you know, for sharing her story. And uh, and she said, sorry for your loss. And I said, well, sorry for your loss. So I went up to my car and like, total whack job. I have copies of my book in my car with the Sharpie. So I'm ready to jump into action whenever I feel the urge to serve somebody and any type any parent that I meet that lost a child that is my duty why I'm here on this planet is to make sure I connect with them and give them some hope so I signed the book dear Suzanne nice beautiful message all my love and support in your journey and grief and uh, I went back into the store and then I walked up to her she's bagging somebody else's thing and I said hey Suzanne and she looked around and looked at me she must have thought I was like a whack job or something. That was that I don't think so. No, maybe not. Anybody else would have thought that. Well. So I gave her the book, and I said I wrote this book uh, to help parents just like you and I, to help them, you know, let them know that they're not alone on their journey of grief after a child loss, and to... Uh, and, and it's to normal, everything they're going through. It's normal, everything they're going through, and there is hope. There, yeah. is, there is hope down the line. It's uh, Everybody's on their own time frame as far as a loss. Um, don't let anybody push you. Those bullies, I'm going to swear. No. So those bullies, just a little swear. Okay. Those bullies that you have in your life that are pushing you to 
to um, get over it. It's been a year, and I've had people saying that to me when when we lost Richie. Um, those bullies, you got to do an assholeectomy, okay? And you can Google that. I think oh, it's a I real like word, that. right? It's an assholeectomy. <laughs> you perform surgery on your own life. You remove all these toxic people that bring you down and suck energy out of you, out of your life, okay? So it's an assholeectomy. You you make a list. It's simple. I'm sorry, we're not even talking about relationships or parenting, but we will in a second. So you take a list. On one side, you, you put good energy. and the other side, you put bad energy. And you know these people. You know them. They're all around. They're just depressing. They're needy. They're always, they're always asking for something. They're never giving. Okay? So you just put A, B. You go through your list. And then slowly... You, you be quiet. You start distancing yourselves from them. And uh, so that's an assholectomy. How did I even get there? Okay, so that's... So I gave her the book. We had a hug. We shared. And uh, she said, thank you so much. And uh, I got in the car and I started crying on my way to the liquor store. Wow, that was a good... That was, when you got there, were you, were you happy? I got to the liquor store and then I stopped crying. <laughs> Oh, I don't know wow. what it is about a liquor store. That just, is awesome. I don't think I have a problem, but maybe I should go to a meeting or something. But that's, uh, yeah, that was my afternoon, and that happened, God, a couple of hours ago. So, um, so, so, so that was about it. That's awesome. Yeah, right? right it was really nice. And I was so that glad. was a nice switch from crying to being yeah, happy. Yeah, I just had like a shift. It yeah. was like a shift. You know, relationship shifting, what yeah. we do here? That was a shift. As <laughs> soon as I was crying, I pulled into the liquor store parking lot. And, and you I had like, hope. Yeah. See, I had, I had hope. <laughs> I had hope that there was. That things are gonna be good tonight. That things are gonna be good tonight. <laughs> so, um, th that's where we're at. And then I went to the liquor store, and everybody greeted me with open arms because they, unfortunately, they know my name. Isn't that wrong? No. No, they call it's me. It's a place everybody knows you. Well, that's. that's you know, a lot of people a... are looking for places like this. <laughs> well, not the liquor store. <laughs> Is, they, is it wrong that they the call The only me? place anybody's going to know it's a bar or liquor store. Is it wrong that they call me Tito? <laughs> no, really? They no, call they you Tito? Wow. I thought you were hiding something from me. No. I'd be no. proud of you. No, Tito's vodka. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Janelle. How are you? We have nobody on Instagram. Okay. So good. Nobody's on Instagram. Okay. Now that we got that all clear, we got up. this bucket from Janelle's um, uh, mother, and it's got a name on it. Mm -hmm. The Pryor family. Pryor family. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Joanne. So we got a lot of people. Unless anybody's got a question about parenting or relationships, we're gonna go to our to our magical box. Okay. We had some awesome ones last week. We talked about porn and stuff like that. Okay, let's see what we got here. Um, okay. I have twin preteens, and one just admitted that she does not know where her phone is. Yet it was just a hand down from me. Phone I bought four years ago for nearly $400. But the point I'd like to ask you if you would suggest how big a deal of it is it to make, make of it? Should I hold off and get her a new one? Is that, it's not that, it's not that they really need it. School is close, so usually they use it for letting us know how more things 
So she wants to know if she should get a new, new phone. She's a straight-A student and scatterbrained. Yeah, get her a new phone. Get her a new phone. Yeah, they can't live without phone today. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll make her really depressed. Yeah. Okay, that was an easy one. Just get her a new phone and stop stressing about it. Oh, this is the one that ended our our uh, our uh, event last weekend. My wife and I are both second marriage people with kids from our first, so we sometimes get the luxury, LOL, of sitting back and watching our children actually are instead of how we would like to see them. Okay, there's serious judgment going already in this language. The morning during school prep madness, I was it was striking me how how often I was hearing the word mom. I started I started setting a stopwatch, resetting it, resetting it every time I heard mom. The highest I got was 92 seconds. And that was while she was in the shower and one child was pooping. Okay, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> to me that seems like a lot. And it's been something I've been watching for years as I get to see my my wife go from human being I fell in love with and then see her kids consume her soul 26 times a year as we alternate weeks with joint custody. It occurred to me, me that some professionals, PhD types, must have studied this one, come up with a way to quantify the neediness of a child and that if there was some measure of this, it would help moms since I think it hits home, it's, hits moms worse than dads not have to just sit there and say this is normal when it's not normal and their kids are needier than average and that's okay sort of like how it helps to know your kiddo is ADD or OCD because that gives you tools to help them grow to be functional little adults someday is there an accepted metric of child neediness oh can I have this one first sure dude you're a disconnected dad okay I'm sorry to say it I um, agree I'm gonna say it because I agree. I meet so many dads that are just, you're not there. What are you thinking? What are you already? <clears throat> so, first of all, you should be thankful that your child is needy. You know, thank you that, they, that she has a connection with her mom. Because most children their age, especially second marriage, they are hating the hell out of their parents. They're getting into trouble, and the reason why is that they bonded with their teen tribe. And when they're connected with their teen tribe, parents are the enemies. School, you gotta fail. If you don't fail, you won't fit in. And they're gonna do everything in their powers to make your life miserable because you've broken up their family. Okay? So be thankful that she loves her mother. The mom's not complaining. So why does it bother you so much? Let it be, okay? You set setting a time. You setting a stopwatch, dude. Dude, you should you should get up. You should uh, you should do something else with that time. Maybe take the kids out somewhere for something. What do you think? I say one thing. Mm -hmm. When you have kids, it's not about you anymore. It's all about the kids. So this is the bottom line. Especially in a divorce. So I I so if you're married and you have children. The first priority needs to be the relationship because as one, we rule together. As two, we're divided. And when you're divided, who conquers? The children conquer. Well, you can still have a good relationship. You just don't belong together anymore. You can still have a relationship. But um, that positive relationship after separating or divorce it's uh, very important to kids how you get along after. So. Mm -hmm. 
It really is, and and especially when there's a divorce. I mean, typically, mm. I, I don't know, it's 80, 90% of kids, I don't know, I'm just throwing stats out there that that they just, they start getting into trouble. And it's still, mad. not about you, it's about them. Yeah, so if you're so divorced, way. it's about them. You need one set of rules, you know, because the kids are confused. And um, so be thankful that they need their mom. They have that connection with her. You're reading too much into it. Mm. Disconnected pads. What do we got? Also lost Instagram. Okay, good. Oh, why do you people write so much long stuff? You're killing me. Okay. Hmm. I am at a loss. My son is 13 from a past relationship, but I have full custody. He has lived with me basically his entire life. I met my partner and we got married, bought a house, had another child, and all the happy family stuff. Wow, that seems a little bit sarcastic. But my partner and my oldest son just can't seem, seem to see eye to eye. We have all been together for eight of the 13 years. And she actually has known my son longer than she's known me. But he is difficult. he's a difficult kid with, with a sordid past. His other parent is a drug addict and has gone months without seeing him. They've tried to poison his mind against my current partner years and years ago, but it was eventually dropped and I thought we had all moved on. My son also has diagnosis of, wait for it, ADHD, ODD, PSD, so he's not easy to say the least. Well, with all those labels, I wouldn't be easy. Because if you have all these people telling you you have ADHD, ODD, Adam, what is ODD? What's ODD? I have no idea. It must be new, something new. Something <laughs> In new. Medical. Some PTSD. Maybe he was in Vietnam. But he's loving, he, but he's loving understanding beyond years, smart, <coughs> blah, blah, blah. Bless you. But, but yeah. here's my issue. My partner calls him regularly, calls him stupid, tells him he's acting like an asshole, tells him... If he's a dick to them, then we'll be then we'll we will be to him. As well as I just think all this is wrong. If I try to talk about it with him, I get to sleep on the couch at best. But I can't just sit by and watch my son get degraded like this, can I? In family therapy it has been brought up a lot, as has his one on one therapy, nothing seems to help. I don't know what to do. Don't give ne up. Neither one hears when I talk about it. They both complain the other is the issue. It's truly a shared blame situation. Okay, so want to talk about um, the first thing. Let's talk about is uh, the bullying. So I got really lost in this whole thing about who's the mom, who's the dad. You have a bully here somewhere that's calling the kid a dick and telling him that... Um, calling him stupid so when you're doing that to a child especially 13 what do you think is going to happen it's a question for you if you're watching or listening on our podcast are they going to put a shield up they're going to defend, defend defend themselves and what what does that defense mean what is what do you mean what it means i'm gonna fight right they're gonna fight and where they're gonna run to they're gonna run to their teen tribe they're going to run to the kids where they're understood. Okay? So that's first of all. So just to let you know that your partner is doing a disservice to your son. 
and there needs to be a conversation there about that. And then secondly, therapy. I had a conversation uh, Tuesday uh, with one of the dads in prison. He's been in prison 10 years now, and his parents got divorced. ODD, oppositional defiant disorder. Thank you, Michael. Uh, <laughs> hey, Michael. So um, his parents got divorced, and the parents forced him to go to therapy, and he hated it. He did everything he could in his powers not to go. He fought and fought and fought and got in trouble so he wouldn't have to go. And I asked him, why didn't you want to go? He goes, because my parents weren't together, my family was a wreck, and all I wanted was to be normal. And going to see a therapist wasn't normal for me. Right? Isn't that powerful? Mm -hmm. So I just want you to think of that. So a lot of parents out there that put their kids in therapy and they don't want to go, that's the reason. Because they can't handle their own kids, so they're trying to push it on someone else. And mm -hmm. they think that, you know, giving them to a shrink is a, it's another solution. It's nothing wrong to try, but I think you should uh, spend more time with him. Mm -hmm. Maybe one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, and I agree with that 100%. Huh? Uh, so, and then she, he also goes on to say he's got a four-year-old son that's starting to follow suit because he is around this toxicity. So, I guess uh, in closing, what you can do, um, which is great, is uh, sit them both down, the bully, the bully parent, and the child, the stepchild, mm -hmm. um, and help them find a way to be empathetic towards one another. And what I'm saying here is have them understand each other's world. And to do that, it's going to be challenging for that adult parent because they sound like they're maybe a narcissist all about them so what you could do is ask him um, if he asked your son what he thinks about that step parent what do you think he would say so let that parent put words say the words that he thinks the stepson would say about him and then switch it and then ask the son the same question about the step parent and when you hear somebody else's words coming out of that other person's mouth that you're having a problem with, sometimes you can build empathy and you can understand where they're coming from. So that's that's something to try. Especially at 13, all mm -hmm. kind of hormones are raging. So, you know, consider his age also. And uh, my patience, I think patience and unconditional love. I don't know if they can even see us on Facebook because... Michael, Michael said, Michael just mentioned that he can see you today. <laughs> Barbara said she wanted it to be dark. <laughs> I want to be on dark, Charlie. I'm in the dark, Charlie. Kevin used to say that all the time to us. Because he used to come over to our place and we used to shut the lights out. And he goes, Richie, Richie, you got lights out here? Richie, where are the lights? <laughs> yeah, Kevin showed up at 1 a.m. Yeah, 1 a.m. to party. So we're in the jock, Charlie. Uh, okay, so, um, okay, this is a good one. Relationship one. I don't know what is wrong with me. I just crave sex so much. Hmm. Oh, Michael. Oh, that's, a, that's trouble. 
Oh my God, it's another one of those. So a husband and wife. I really have it with my. Go get some help. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, okay, so I really have I really have it with my partner because oh it's a woman because he does not have a high sex drive as I do. He's a guy and he doesn't have a high sex drive. I get rejected a lot for sex and I have talked to him about it. He says he says he likes sex. I ask when he always rejects. Okay, time out. We're gonna stop the podcast in like the live way. feed right there because Michael I wants to know what's the problem. <laughs> so, so I have finally found a man in this world. I ask why he always rejects oral sex. What kind of a self-respecting man would reject oral sex? Someone who. Who wants to spare you? Someone that's a eunuch and doesn't have a penis. <laughs> Maybe. Didn't they have in like the Roman days they used to cut the penises off and make eunuchs? I have no idea. What are you making this? You no, no. This no, it's in the movies. Everything's oh, wow. true in the movies. Anybody know about eunuchs? Let me know. <laughs> Michael she, probably she does. Says he, he says he can't see you. Oh. She's in the dark. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so I ask why he always rejects oral sex, and he says because, because we can have sex. Well, okay, so maybe before we go any further, maybe he doesn't like maybe he doesn't like his penis. Maybe he doesn't like the look of it. Maybe he's uh, he's got penis. Um, shit, he's ashamed of his penis. I don't know, dude. Honey, I don't know. So, okay, so I prefer to have sex rather than to. Okay, so he says because we can have sex. And he says, I prefer to have sex rather than receive BJs. Wow, you're one of those guys one in a million. You dude. <laughs> are you serious? I wanna know I wanna know what he's what he's doing with his life. He's a penis shame. And then listen to her. <laughs> I like stop it. This is this is supposed to be rated R, not X. So she goes on to say, I like going down on him though. I would like if he could initiate it sometimes too. What, like whipping it out on during dinner and saying, "Hey, honey, you want some of this?" Yes. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, some people think some people think that BJ's are sex. I would agree with that. I think it's you know if you have a genital coming in contact with any oral sur or or oral uh, surface. I don't, I don't know. even know we're what I'm not, saying. You know what? We're not professionals here. Yeah, in yeah. I'm not Dr. Ruth. You know, so I just I, I think you, <laughs> I think you need to find professional. I need. About I this. think you need to call that small little German lady, Dr. Ruth. Yeah. I think she's. <laughs> Michael said BJ's ass sex, right? <laughs> Penis shame. That's what I meant. Penis shame. That's what. The, that's what he has. He's just afraid of it. Maybe he should do some manscaping, clean it up a little bit. Take it to the barber. <laughs> take it out for a walk. Take it to the barber. You know, take it out for a drink. Maybe a massage parlor. <laughs> maybe a massage parlor, one of those places where they give happy endings. Uh, maybe something like that. So, okay, so she wishes he could initiate it sometimes, too. And then she goes on to say, wow, she is really needy. This is fantastic. <laughs> I wish she was more kinky and would throw some Fifty Shades of Grey in our sex. Wow. You may be, uh, what's that the word, the nymphomaniac? I think maybe she just loves his penis. Why don't you just tell him you love his penis really a lot? That you're in love with it. That, you know, he could just go away. I don't know why he complains. I think he should be, a, uh, like, wow, the happiest guy in the world. So so what do you want to be, whipped and shit? 
Maybe she wants to be whipped with a with a leather mask. Maybe the mask. Maybe that'll do it. Maybe you could give him a mask or something. Give him a mask. Give him a costume for his penis, and then he may like blowjobs. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay, can I'm we a go parent. Till next? Can we okay, go till so next? we just gotta finish. We gotta help her somehow. But nope. Instead, I feel guilty for wanting this much, and I don't know what to do. Or uh, maybe he's not into me anymore. What do you think? Oh, that's a big question, too. Maybe he's gay. But they like BJ's, too. I don't know. How old are they? Uh, early 20s. He is... Uh, he's 20... She's 22, and he's 26. Oh, he's 26. He's over the hill. Because after 26, you don't want blowjobs anymore. So, what, what do you offer her for advice? Get a get one of those machines that you plug in. What about that? <laughs> I don't know. I I'm at a loss. We're moving on. Come on, people. Keep it keep it rated uh, R at least. Oh my God! Please, no more that. Oh, why do you guys write so much long shit? Oh, okay. So this is the last one we're taking of this sick stuff. People, listen. Parenting and relationships. We're not sex therapists. Okay, but I have to read this one because this one's funny. And it's, it's Friday night. Can have some fun. Will you stop with him? No. <laughs> okay. A girl... Okay, married couple. A girlfriend of two years ago sent me a link. Okay, wait a minute. Into some, some of those male enlargement pills that can supposedly grow a penis by three inches in 30 days. So I heard all the stuff about increasing your income five five numbers in five days, but I never heard of anything like growing your penis three inches in 30 days. There's got to be some kind of a, a methodology to that. I wonder if they, they go into like a room and they measure it. They must have some kind of a, a yardstick that they measure it every day. What about every if day? it doesn't stop growing? That, then you're fucked. You have a, like an inaconda. In your pants. An anaconda, yes. <laughs> you don't want an anaconda in your pants. So, dude, okay. I thought she was just joking, so LOL. Said no and brushed it off. When I saw her two days after, she said, I have something for you. To my surprise, she pulled out a bottle of those pills. Dude, I don't know what she's trying to tell you. She didn't consult with me or ask if I was okay with taking them. She kept pushing the pills on me, and I told her the pills don't work. And to leave. I am comfortable with my size. But I guess she wants more. I guess she needs. I guess she needs something like this. For anybody on the podcast. I'm holding up a blender. The top of a blender. Okay. Maybe she needs something like that. I don't know. Um, so I wanted to start off by saying thank you to. Okay. Okay. That was, <laughs> that, was that. So I'm comfortable with my size. But I guess she wants more. Um, let me see. Uh, oh my God. So he got sidetracked a little bit. In sharing my penis size and told me to communicate, I do not take it and do not plan on taking them now or ever in my life. I also want to thank, uh, we had serious conversation. She knew she, oh, okay. So this is getting really crazy. All right, next. Okay, next. Dude. Yeah, don't take the penis pills. Find a new, find a new girlfriend or, or wife. 
because Felix was not excited, not happy with you. Okay, it's got to be a parent in one. Okay, dude, my son hates my guts. If you titled your um, your encyclopedia that you sent me, remember the encyclopedias? If you would title the encyclopedia that you sent me, um, my son hates my guts. Send me an email, what's up at richiepryor.com, and we can uh, have a conversation about that. Because I don't have, it's going to be an hour to read that. Oh, I like this one. Nice and quick. My 14-year-old daughter has a boyfriend. And now I see red flags all over the place from his comments to her. My husband doesn't because he hasn't read them all. They think I am overreacting. This post is nothing compared of other stuff I have read. Help. My daughter turned into a teen turd. Head completely. Okay, turned into a teen turd head completely in the last two weeks. So, uh, she sent me a picture of the text here uh, to the boyfriend. I am hell, hella jealous type. I am a hella jealous type. I don't like my girls hanging around other dudes. And she goes, yes. And he goes, I'm scared that I would lose you to, to someone better. And then he says, I only love you. Controlling? Controlling boyfriend? No. Insecure boyfriend. Insecure? Not controlling. You don't think? Maybe a little bit? No, it's his first love. He just doesn't want to lose her. Okay, I get Nothing it. Nothing wrong with that. I get it. See, I was going for controlling. No. That's, that's why I have you here, honey. No. To, to bring me down a notch. Yeah, first love. Low self-esteem. Yeah, 14 years old, low self-esteem. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you help this mom? My husband doesn't doesn't because he hasn't read them all. Yeah. Well, he, you know, dads are just a different species altogether. Not that I want to badmouth dads. So, mom, what do you think? Uh, what do you think for the mom? What should she do? What should she do? Just watch the situation. Mm-hmm. Don't react to it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make judgments immediately. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. Michael says, get rid of him now. Hi, Eva. No. Michael says, get rid of him now. That statement shows that he will turn to controlling. No. Not necessary. You don't know, though. So, Barbara's Well, you don't know, so that's why I'm saying. Give him a chance and watch the okay. text. Okay. So, for me, I think is if you start uh, badgering her head about this, about um, the boyfriend and how she, she's better than him, how he's no good for her, what you're going to do is irritate her and push her further into his arms. So, I think Barbara's right. you got to step back. Let it play out a little bit. And um, give her the space. Hope that you raised her the right way. And uh, if he is controlling, you know, she'll see right through that. But And then kick ass. And then kick ass. And right. That's it. So uh, give her the space and uh, let her be a 14-year-old with a boyfriend that's maybe just just loves her and, and is kind of needy. Mm-hmm. No more sex ones. Although I did have fun with that. Oh, good one. Okay, so, oh, oh, I like this one. So this is good for the holidays, everybody. I am not from the U.S., but live here. Married to a great American guy, have American in-laws, and half an American toddler. Never heard of that as a half American toddler, but I'm going to go with that. Well, that's how she prefers. That's okay. 
They love tons and tons of presents on Christmas. Grandparents-in-laws tell me they how they would have a laundry basket full of presents as kids. And it's the best memories. I don't want my daughter being so obsessed with opening and receiving presents. I want family memories. What do you do with your children on Christmas that's not about items? Um, I think you convert to another religion. So my thought, I'll start. My thought was um, several, 10 years ago, we went to um, Poland for Barbara's uh, 40th birthday. Oh, that was... That was that was that Why was, are you telling people I'm not, how old I'm, I am? I'm not telling anybody how that, Just say it long. That time was a week ago. ago. That was a week ago we went to Poland for Barbara's fortieth birthday. <laughs> Sorry. And uh so that was a week ago that we went to Barbara for her fortieth birthday, okay? Yeah. Okay. So we went and um what I always dreamed of always dreamed of was a Christmas. Where I didn't have to go cut down a tree, decorate the house with all the Santas and the snowmen and the reindeer and the waterfall in the front yard and the fake snow and the stuff in the windows and going up in the attic and bringing up a hundred thousand boxes and down to the down to the kitchen and into the living room, cutting the tree off, filling it with water constantly, putting out this village that contractors could have built an entire village faster than it took me to put these little castles and these little houses on top of our fireplace. So but at the end was worth it because everybody loved the village. It was worth it for her. Yeah. <laughs> so so my my dream always was to have a Christmas with none of that and to have a poster of a tree with ornaments on it and put it Talk on the wall. Talk about that about that for years. So I talked about that for most of my life and I thought that instead of giving presents we would give really strong hugs and handshakes to honor one another. It didn't work well for us. For a well done, for a well done year, <laughs> you know. So I put this son of a bitch and poster up right on the wall, and I just loved it. And we went to Poland. It was, and the kids, the kids loved it. Richie and Matthew just, wow, Dad, that's what you always wanted. I put that poster up, and I still have that poster. So this year. The poster's coming out again. No Christmas tree. Well, you're going to decorate a little bit with the stocking. So what I say to you is I get, I know where you're coming from. I think Christmas has been monetized by all the stores and it's not even about anything. It should be about family and it should be about loving one another and just being happy. And it should be about who's got what Xbox, who's got what cell phone, who's got what gifts. Because in the end, that's all stuff. And, you know, things are just things. The memories, I agree with you. So you're going to have to find some kind of a happy medium here with the grandparents that want to fill baskets of stuff. Let them do I it. Just, I just let, say let make your own stuff. Christmas. Yeah. I just say make your own Christmas. Yes, Christmas, maybe it's not about... Um, receiving gifts and spoiling kids with the gifts, but that's your Christmas. Make it the way you want it. I like that. Michael says, "Come home, set up, a, set up your tree to realize how lucky they are. Give them a few gifts." Uh, oh, he yeah. Gave. Go go to a soup kitchen. We we fed. Uh, we 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 gave out uh, stuff to the homeless a couple of years ago. Uh, one year after Richie passed, Barbara, Matthew, and I went to uh, Pine Street Inn and we had gift baskets, uh, little bags with all kinds of stuff, including nips. 
for the homeless people. I don't know if that was wrong. But uh, they liked it anyways. We gave out like 100 gifts, gift bags with gift cards for Dunkin' Donuts and gloves and hats to the homeless. And that was that was great. Um, but I do think you don't want to steal the kids because they're growing up in America and they want they want gifts. So do a little bit of both. You know, give them a couple of gifts, but make it about the memories. Make it about that, that happy time being together, sharing a meal or whatever that case is. Right? Yeah. Get yourself a poster. If you want to do something crazy, get yourself a poster of a tree and put it in your wall. Right. Take her to a children's hospital. Make her, um, you know. Oh, I love that. That's lucky. what Michael said. That's how she, uh, let her see how lucky, you know, how lucky they are not being sick. And, you know, there are other kids they are not as fortunate, I guess. Oh, if you don't want the gifts, give it to the children at the children's hospital. Give it away. Okay, Alexa, what time is it? We got 15 minutes. It's 6.15 Okay, so I have a soon-to-be 13-year-old who lies, steals food, eats like a horse each meal, but when everyone goes to bed, he steals ice cream, chocolate, juice, chocolate milk, and Fruit Loops. Okay, so before I go any further, he's stealing food. Are you some type of a food Nazi? I need to ask that question. Okay, stealing food. I agree. Is is he is he going to like the the supermarket and, and robbing food from them? I just okay. So I'm gonna have like I'm gonna I'm gonna be like in a judgmental role here for a little bit. So okay, so he steals food loops, whatever. He never goes hungry. He has a chip on his shoulder the size of the Titanic. Gets physical with his younger sisters. He's taller than me, over five feet. You're not feeding him enough. Barbara, do you think she's starving this kid? He's 13 years old. He's taller than you. And he's hungry. What are you feeding him? Oats? <laughs> in, in, uh, in spinach? So, I've tried every consequence I could think of and nothing works. Yes. We actually, we actually had a, um, a long time ago... Uh, a young girl that used to come to our house, and uh, she would ask us if um, this was the last meal that she was getting at today, which my refrigerator was never, ever locked, never, uh, always food in the house, so we didn't have to worry about that. Apparently, there were issues in her house where the parents controlled the food conditions, so... Um, so, I'd be concerned about that. Yeah, so first of all, I don't think you're feeding him enough. And, and gets, why are you doing that? He's taller than me. I've tried every consequence. So punishment, okay, so I tried grounding. I get the usual no and whatever. Maybe it's else. Because he's leaving your sphere of influence. He's going to bond with his teen tribe. And that is when you're going to have real problems. So don't worry about him stealing food. He's going to be stealing cars. He's going to be robbing banks. He's going to be dealing drugs, doing drugs, going to be end up in prison. That's where his destiny is heading because I see this four or five days a week from the parents, the young adults that I work with in prisons and sober houses. Okay. Where is he stealing that food? That at the stores? Or no, out of the, the refrigerator. House? She oh says he's God. stealing food. How is he stealing Chocolate food? Chocolate and juice. How the hell is it stealing? Is it, do, do you make your kids pay for food? 
So maybe if they make you, if they, if she's making them pay for food, then that would be con. That would be stealing, right? Okay. And a house won't yeah. be stealing. Okay, so let's let's talk about. Wow! Stop locking the refrigerator. Let the kid eat whatever he wants. So so try grounding, get the usual no and whatever, and he leaves the house. Yes, because he's going. He's leaving you because you are batshit crazy, and I'm gonna say it right there. You are not understanding his world. You are depriving him of food and probably nitpicking and and constantly battering his mind about food. The, the food, the food, Fruit Loops. He's stealing Fruit Loops. Holy shit! Imagine a kid stealing Fruit Loops. How old is he? Wait till he knocks over a bank. Then you can call in and write in and tell us. Thirteen old? years old. Oh, thirteen. So punishment doesn't work for all you parents out there. Punishment doesn't work. It just makes the kid angrier. Hate you and have revenge fueled fantasies about how they're going to do it. And they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway. So you removed everything. Oh, tried removing everything from his room except for clothes in the bed. Wow, aren't you a good mom? Wow, you left him his clothes in his bed. Mom of the Year award, right for you. I'm going to give her a golf clap. And then, oh my God. Wow. I don't want to say this, but she's a real shitbag. <laughs> so, he does have autism. Wow. Is the doctor diagnosed him or she diagnosed him? She's crazy. Okay, she's nuts. He does have autism, but he is very intelligent and knows right from wrong. How do you know? Do you live inside his mind? How do you know anything that's going on inside of his mind? Clearly... You tell him that he's, you know, he's stealing food. I mean, how do you know? This poor child, I feel like he's being abused. You know, I would call DCF on your ass, honestly. And I hope you're watching this because you need a wake-up call. So she goes on to say, I woke him up this morning at the usual time, constant reminding for the next hour to get out of bed. Wow. Who raised you? You know what I want to say, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want people to yell. Who, who, do, you, who do you think I was going to say raised her? Oh, no, you don't want to I say can't say that. So I can't say that. Maybe they heard it on the podcast. <laughs> so, no. so, okay, so you're torturing him. Five minutes before the bus turns up, he throws a tantrum that he can't find his uniform, asked him to find it yesterday afternoon, and it's my fault for not waking him up at the usual time. No, it's your fault for not understanding his world. You are failing as a parent, and I'm sorry to say that. You have no idea what's going on in his head. You don't know what he's thinking. He's got autism. He's friggin' hungry. He's getting physical with his young <coughs> sister because he's angry, okay? He's taller than me, taller than you, and he's going to put a beat down on your ass one of these days, okay? He leaves the house because he's going to move George's friends because his friends understand who he is what his needs are and you don't and maybe that's what he should be anyway so when you lose him you send us an email saying my son's in prison and tell me what prison he's in so I can help him when he's in that prison wow okay I'm telling you you should be ashamed of yourself last one 622 you got one more hopefully it's a short one Hi, Laura. Michael, love you. Driving to Oklahoma with Marie. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm a father of a two and a half year old boy. Please let me share my story. Okay. You have 
four minutes. My wife and me really wanted to have a child. As both of us went to hell and back with our private lives before finding each other, we were blessed with a healthy boy more than two years ago. Sometimes immunity looked strange with him. I described it as if he appeared mentally much older than his age. He didn't act like other babies. He had a strong opinion about everything. Then he realized that he doesn't try to Im then we realized that he doesn't try to imitate us and that he doesn't really care about eye contact. He progressed physically really well, but alas, he didn't learn to talk. He was very mischievous. He could not he could understand no, but he always does his own way. Once he really did a serious mess in our temporary apartment, so I snapped and spanked him in a rage. Parent failure right there. Please don't tell me how terrible a person I am. I didn't. I just said parent failure. I am more than aware of it. I want to chop my hand off because of it. Good. Because if you were in the Middle East, they would chop your hand off. Especially after he was diagnosed with nonverbal autism. Parents, we need to understand where our children are. We need to understand, you know, what's going on in their world. We can't assume things and we can't. We can't judge them based on us as adults. They're just kids. They want to be a kid. And, you know, for the teenagers out there, the parents that have teenagers, they, they're just trying to find their own identity. They have a lot of stuff going through their minds. And they're not, they're not mentally as mature as we are. Some of us sometimes aren't really mentally mature, but we need to start understanding them and stepping back before... You know, resorting to this this punishment and discipline that just doesn't help them. And that's a lot because um, kids with others, they um, 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 tend to be rejects by friends and and um, kids in school. So it's a lot for them to deal with that too. So please be understanding. Be, be a little bit more sensitive towards that. And um, they are smart kids. They deserve to be loved, and um, they're not like everybody else. They are just themselves, and they're not trying to be like everybody else. Yeah. But they are smart. Alexa off. Um, Alexa recorded all our conversations, so the FBI and the Secret Service know what we're they talking coming. about. <laughs> <laughs> they so, coming. So let's just wrap this one up. There was just one word that he knows, and it's daddy. So don't you feel like a shit man that you spanked him in a rage because he says, Daddy, he is calling me. He sometimes runs in circles laughing and flapping his hands when I come home from work. He means the world to me, and I can't, cannot imagine my life without him. But I always dream that he is talking. Then I cry out in joy in my dream. But then I wake up into reality. Sometimes my brain does nasty, nasty tricks to convince me into thinking that it wasn't a dream. Such as dreaming that I am dreaming. Then I wake up the next... Then I wake up next to my talking son, but I don't realize that it is still a dream. I just Dreams come true. I just want to talk to my son one day. I want to apologize to him for spanking him that time. And then I want to listen to him. Then I want to listen to him to learn what does feel like to live in his own world dude you just you redeem yourself so much there 
I love you. Get sad. Dad. Get sad. I'm a father You're of You're trying. Two. You know, we're all human. We make mistakes. Yeah, but you got, um, your heart is in the right place. It is. Your heart is, is in the right definitely. place. Definitely. You have such a love for him and that we all make mistakes. We are not perfect parents. We learn from our own parents and they learn from their parents. So if we want to blame somebody for our shitty parenting skills, we got to go blame but the caveman. we cave also have different situations. Everybody's you know, different. I'm raising, I'm raising kids, you yeah, know, so, and we do it our way. Everybody else does so, it their so, way. So what I would say to wrap it up, I would say um, talk to him now. Tell him. Tell him you love him. Tell him apologize for spanking him that one time. And listen to him because he's hearing you. And, um, wow, I just I have goosebumps now. It makes me feel really good that you, you came full circle on this one. I want to thank you so much for this this inspiring last uh, email message that we got. And um, you, you got it. Very quickly, I have uh, so, to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Very quickly, I have to say that uh, today uh, we were talking about raising kids and, um, you know, when they were younger. And I... Do have specific memories when uh, my husband <clears throat> we were uh, confident enough to leave them home for half an hour alone because he was going to work in the morning and I worked the midnight shift and my younger son would call me and he would say mom can you bring McDonald's home for breakfast and I um, <laughs> and I would I would I would stop on the way home and get the McDonald's for breakfast once in a while of course that was not a every day there was a there was a treat and uh, <clears throat> and I miss that. I miss those phone calls. I miss those memories. Um, um, yeah, uh, I guess I'm not going to get em emotional about it. But, um, yeah, there are things that I did that I love it and uh, it's in my mind. Yeah. So just make those memories with your kids. Yeah. So, Dad, you're doing... An amazing job, and um, I know your your cha your challenge with not being able to speak with your son, but I'll I'll leave you with this. Uh, as you know, I don't know if you know, you probably don't, but I think maybe if you were in the, if you listened to in the beginning of this, that we lost our son four years ago, and we we won't be able to talk to him until we see him again. So you have the opportunity to create those magical moments with your son and talk to him. Whether you think he's listening or not, he's hearing you. And so I said this, God would not give you um, uh, your son the way he is if he, di if he didn't know you could handle it. So, mm -hmm. yes, you are handling. Yeah. You are handling, yeah. and you're doing a good job. So, uh, you know, don't beat yourself up. We all make mistakes. Um, just love him. Love him unconditionally. Yeah. That's all we can say. Rock on, Dad. You're one of the few dads that I come across. I don't want to say that. No. You're an awesome dad. I won't say anything. Awesome. Yes. Godspeed. Okay, we're wrapping up. We have like one minute left. Um, what else? So, uh, we'll be here next Friday. Right? Are we? Yeah, yes, every, we Friday, are. every Friday. Every Friday. We're going to be doing a couple of shows, a couple of extra shows when we're in Poland for Christmas. Uh, maybe somewhere crazy for uh, New Year's. Maybe we'll, we'll do a half maybe hour. Maybe not. An hour, maybe, maybe yes. Maybe we're just gonna be in bed. <laughs> no, I don't want to be in bed. I want to do something. So, anybody listening? I want to take my eighty-year-old mother <laughs> to New Year's Eve party. <laughs> Thought you would love it. I asked her today. 
Uh, if my brother called her, no, nobody called me. Then we have a conversation and she says, um, and I mentioned a couple of things that, you know, that uh, me and my brother spoke to um, each other the day before. She said, oh, yeah, that's what he said. So I said, ma, I just asked you if, my, if, if he called you and you said no. Yes, he did call me. You just remind me about the conversation. I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm going home. I'm going home, you know, to see her. Just to be, you know, just to be with her and uh, and love her because she is worth the love. I'm going home to see your mom and to eat and drink. Oh drink. yeah, but you know, <laughs> but just to let you know, she loves she loves her more than she loves me. Yeah, but, she goes, yeah. "Mom, I'm coming. Is Richie coming?" It's like, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we're looking forward to that. So we're gonna come live from there. We're gonna have some guests over in Poland. You know, some parents that are actually going to come live with us and and uh, oh my God, that's, yeah. some questions. So that's, that's awesome. And for anybody that's out there, I've written a new book. And I'm giving it away for the next 48 hours. And it's called The House Rules of Harmony. When Parents Fail, Children Lose. And if you're listening, you can get it for the next uh, maybe 48 hours before you have to start jumping through the hoop to get it. And it's a workbook to help you create rules in your house and build a house filled with love, honor, trust, and respect. So if you want it, go over now. There's another there's another place there that says uh, the uh, Parent Out of the Box Club. It's not quite done yet. That's a whole membership thing that I'm putting together with videos and teachings and stuff like that, but it's not ready yet. So if you want the book now, you have nah, maybe... 48 or 72 hours. I haven't figured it out. But the site's up right now. It's called, go to www.richiepryor.com forward slash house. I just had it. House Rules of Harmony book. So richiepryor.com slash dot com forward slash house of harmony. No. richiepryor.com forward slash house of Harmony book. Okay? So if anybody wants that book, it's a complete guide to walk you through connecting more with your family, your children, creating rules for the house. Parents will have rules with six elements. I give six elements of house rules that you have to have in order for everybody to be happy. And there's some exercises there and uh, sharing sessions for you and your family that are going to make you closer. So that's it. We have nothing else to offer here, um, and we're going to have some pizza somewhere, or whatever we're going to have. Marie, happy birthday. I didn't call you because uh, I didn't know what you were doing, but I did send you a message. Happy birthday. I love you, and uh, we're going to Mamma Mia's for pizza if you want to join us. Probably not. It's too far, but... Uh, I see you tomorrow. You sent me the message about you know what, and I didn't, uh, I couldn't open it. So I'll look at online what's going on. Um, I see you tomorrow, Marie. Okay, and the last thing before we wrap up here, because it's been over an hour, um, we are uh, raising money for Richie's Foundation this year. Uh, we're trying to raise $3,000 for everybody out there, especially on the podcast, all you relationshifters. We're raising money to, uh, to buy uh, gifts for children with disabilities 
um, of parents that uh, can't afford to give their kids a, a nice Christmas. Yeah, so please, please help us. That's it's, what we're trying to it's, do it's this very year. Important. And anybody that donates more than 50 bucks gets a free copy of my book, autographed with me, and I'll come over and have dinner with you. No, I can't do that for everybody, but if you want, uh, please uh, donate. And that's it. We, we're we're out of here, right? Yes, we we're are. We're out of here. The dogs are just, you know. Yes, we are. The uh, dogs already ate. I made the hamburgers today. Okay, we're out. Bye. Love you Love all Love you so guys, much. and thanks for joining us. See you next Friday. See you next Friday. Yes, and we're off to go get some chow. Yep. Bye. Bye. Love you, Marie.